Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that dro, that's my medicine. I've never been uh, afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat say to mine, nigga, because I finish it. I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat, like a bench player. Man, you never want to start me. Not hardly do you ever scar me. Still, I smoke blunts like I was with Bob Marley. It's ungodly how I go hard. See, pass me. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Fest Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. We back, we back, we back with the long awaited. Long awaited. And it's probably been over a month at this point, but you know. Like we said last week, and if you haven't checked that out, check out that episode from last week. Yes, sir. But you know, life has happened. You know, I was dealing with school. Life, my man Cooper was dealing with life, work, and all this other, all shit. this other wild shit going on. So we back though, man. We yes, back sir. with the review as promised. Ghetto, and and we gonna hit y'all with the first joint this week, which is Ghetto Fabulous, my man Fab. Yes, sir. Now, one thing that like, well, for one, I didn't know that this one was released on September 11th, literally yep. like 2001. 2001. Yep. So that's that on his own right there is kind of wild. <laughs> but um, now now this was his first uh. Full length album. Yeah, first right? full length album. Uh, it was uh, produced mostly by uh, DJ Clue uh, oh, okay. and the whole Desert Storm production, right. which is why you hear Everything DJ Clue, 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 Desert Storm, Hold, Storm, Storm. Do you know if Fab had any like prior like work with him, or was it? I would assume so, like uh, because I mean, project? basically, he was with them the entire time. Like he had his chance to go to like a major label joint, right. and he never did. He stuck with DJ Clue and all of them, and. Mm. You know, DJ actually DJ uh, DJ Envy produced like a, a track or two on this drink oh, from sure. the Breakfast Club. So <laughs> he's out here getting money off of Fab too. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. Nah, and and honestly, dude, like that was um one of the things that I noticed. Like, obviously, everybody knows that Fab is a veteran in the game. For one, everybody knows him for having like I feel like he's always had like the female kind of uh, single songs or whatever, like the. The single, like the joints he, that he that, does a lot, but he also has a lot of gangster shit. No, like. but see that, like, and, and that's and that's what I'm trying to say. That like, before I seen this shit, I kind of always saw Fab as like. I never really saw him as like a gangster rapper. I, I can see what you're talking about because some of his biggest, especially his earliest biggest hits, were a lot like with Lil Mo and. Well, no, you know. even even, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I most of these songs, aside from maybe a handful of them, mm-hmm. I had never heard of. So I heard I first heard of Fab like in 05 when he was doing like the Neo songs like the Oh wow yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying like uh-huh. them them collabs yeah like that's when I first like because I was probably like ten or so at that time okay well I mean that kind of like made sense with, with him when he originally came out too like not so well, you know somewhat a little bit with his album but mostly like he had a lot of songs with Lil Mo he had like mm. four or five songs with Lil Mo most of them were all hits right but it was all like you know the female male song you know the love type yeah, yeah, yeah. something 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 I'll, sh- yeah. I'll show you some of those okay. before we go and I won't forget this time because I always say I'm gonna oh, show yeah. you something when you when, hey. after the podcast and we'll never see it and I will never think about it till I'm until I'm editing this motherfucker oh, and then yeah. I'm sending this nigga random videos and random and, shit like, wild hours I'm like like what the hell is this? I was like, remember at the end of the podcast, I told Yo, you I was going. Nah, <laughs> hey, that's one thing that we are infamous for. I'll show you after the podcast. Blame yeah. the weed, but you know, blame the weed, blame the weed. <laughs> but nonetheless, man, Fab his first album. Yo, this um, joint was actually peaked number four on the Billboard 200 oh, charts. You know. So you know, big up to that. Yeah, and definitely. it has definitely been certified platinum. It's probably um, been certified platinum multiple times, times oh, over yeah. by now. But you know, I right, well fuck it. So. Y'all already know how we do this, man. We're going to run run through a couple of joints that we like. Yeah. Uh, talk about joints if we didn't like or we thought could have been different. 
And we're going to hit it with a final uh, grade at the end of it. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, we're going to start it off, man. I'm going to start it off with the first song, The Cooking Spark. Yep. As you say, you know, you hear DJ Crew. Desert Storm. Desert Storm. <laughs> um, I, th- I think this is a good a good start to it. It's nice and short, nothing too, nothing too long, elongated. I like the beat on it. And it's, it's just fab, just kick. And you know, one of the things I noticed immediately, right, mm-hmm. was that for all my Lock, Locks fans out there, I feel like Fab, or at least a young Fab, kind of sounds like a young Kiss as well. Like yeah, a little kiss. bit. They have a, a little bit of the same inflection. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I see what you're talking like, about. That's the, like, that's the first thing that I thought of when I was listening to this. I was like, and you know, and then and here's another thing, too. It makes sense why these niggas did the fucking collab joint that they did. Uh, yeah. Freddie and, and Yeah, Jason. exactly. Like, I, I don't even know why I just realized that now, but... Yeah, that, that makes sense now. I but. mean, that was a great album too. Yeah, hell, still yeah. one of our highest listened to podcasts oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, slight flex, slight flex, slight flex, slight plug. <laughs> but no, Click and Spark is actually a pretty dope song. Like I've being a a child of '90s hip hop, every time you heard DJ Clue songs or anything oh. a DJ Clue mixtape, this nigga was screaming the whole way through it. The- so like eternally tired of DJ Clue's name and voice, <laughs> but. Other than that, like this joint is lyrically vicious. Fabulous just kills this. The beat, in my opinion, is not that great for an opening track. Like I feel like the beat could have been harder, more driven. Honestly, the lyrics in the song make up for it because the song is just lyrically dope as fuck. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So like I think it was an okay intro. I just think that the beat could have been, you know, a little harder just to kind of like put that emphasis on where this album is starting at. I would say, uh, now, one of the joints, uh, obviously, Keeping It Gangsters number two, and it's, it was probably one of the biggest radio hits from this album. I still, the beat... Would you say that? I, I think so. Keeping It Gangsters. Yeah, like, that's I, definitely I, one of the, the biggest radio hits from this joint, for real. I would think that uh, a couple other joints were bigger. Though. I mean... I mean, that I knew, because to be honest, I had never even heard of that joint until, until I listened to this. Really? Yeah. But I had heard a couple other joints. What, what, what oh, okay, right. Well, that was, it, I remember it being huge back in the day. Yeah. So the beat, it, it's it's old sounding. I'm not even going to lie. Like every beat on this album sounds every old. Every single beat, dog. <laughs> every single one. Let's just go ahead and get that yeah. fact out of the way right now. Yeah. The verses <laughs> are it. still viciously lyrical. The chorus is still dope to me, too. Yeah. But it's just the beat that is, you can just tell, this is an album from the 2000s, an yeah. early 2000s album, late yeah. 90s. Like, you can just tell from that production. Almost sounds like Fruity Loopish beats type nah, thing, you the know? The only thing missing is, like, I'm surprised there was, well, there was, like, a, a skit or two in this joint. But there's nowhere near the amount of skits there usually is in, oh, yeah. uh, in, in early 2000s rap uh, albums. Because, dog, it was literally every other song was a fucking, like, some kind of... Yeah, that's very, very true. Song. Long or short ass little skit, and then yeah. like two songs, and then a skit, and then a song, and then a skit again. Like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, uh, that's the only thing that's missing, though, okay. basically. But um, so yeah, now nah, keep it a gangster. That joint, uh, like you said, definitely beat sounds old a little. Uh, like it just sounds old as shit. I don't know. <laughs> but um, nah, like you said, he kills the joint. I think the uh, the song is hard, and, and it definitely sets the pace for the album. So for sure, for sure. Song. For me. I'm going to go with number five, which is uh, Ride For This, okay. featuring Ja Rule. Now, I'm going to just admit to something that like I know a lot of people might crucify me for, <laughs> but before I seen the track list, I thought this was DMX. I'm going to be real with you. When we talked about this earlier, we almost had a fight. Look, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Let, let's be real, dog. 
Let's be real. And I might, I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe somebody has said this before. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they have, they've been scared to say this before. But you know what? Maybe DMX sounds like fucking Ja Rule. Don't you dare ever say that again. Maybe he sounds like Ja Rule. Because okay? look, but not. Nah, but in all seriousness, it was a mixture of the, the raspiness and, and, and not only that, but also what he was saying. This sounded like True. something that DMX would say. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not only that, but just like the beat also sounded like a straight up DMX song. Like it just sounded like, again, another older sounding beat. But the joint was just hard. I fuck with it. The whole joint was hard. Now, I know you aren't too fond of this song. So. I'm really not. I've never really been that fond of the beat of this joint or of just the the overall, just the, the, the lyrics on this track. I've never been a Ja Rule fan. So like, I'm really not moved by him being on the track whatsoever. Basically, I, this is probably like the one song in this album that I can like legit say that I do not like. <laughs> I just don't like this song. You know I never have, and I probably never will. It's crazy because I, I was telling him when I first uh, told him that I thought it was uh, DMX at first. I was like, "Yo, this is like one of my favorite songs in the album." He's like, "Nigga, what?" It's like, well, I fucking hate that song, bro. For <laughs> being real, but um, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to you, right? I liked it a little bit more when I thought it was DMX. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Cause I mean, like the chorus is just kind of cringy for me. Like it's just kind of right for that. Nah, hey, niggas, how we have that? If that was DMX saying like, that, then that shit. I don't think move. DMX would have said it that way. <laughs> he not. I think he would have. I don't know, dog. That shit was alright. But this is it. definitely one of the most fruity loop sounding beats on this motherfucker. Oh yeah, like, I'm not even gonna lie. This sounds like any one of y'all listening could have made that joint. Exactly. I'm trying to tell you, but now nah, I fuck with this joint. Um, Cooper doesn't, but we're gonna move on. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Youngin', uh, Holla Back. Yeah. That was definitely a big ass radio yeah, that's hit. One of the joints that I definitely know. Definitely one of my favorite joints on this joint. I mean, the beat is still fire, in my opinion, even though it sounds old as fuck. It still makes you wanna get up and a little, little shaking through the Harlem shaking yeah. shit. Still lyrically vicious, fun song. Like I said, it still makes me wanna shake my shoulders and shit. Nah, they so. definitely do. Again, this is probably one of the most recognizable songs Facts. on here. Without it, that's why I just felt like. Without a doubt, the first thing that I that came to mind was I just, I just, I don't know, I just, I definitely recognized it, and yeah, it's, it's a dope song, like you said, kind of a dated sounding song, but I mean, this is a dated sounding house. Yeah, yeah, nah, let's let's just throw it out there right? <laughs> for the fifth time, but the, 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 uh, the disclaimer, <laughs> yeah, definitely a disclaimer for the joint, but uh, dope song, uh, Fab Killer on the joint. Yep, the hook is everybody knows the hook. Yep, but yeah, joint stuff. All right, and I'm going to actually pick my next one since it's the next track, number four, Get Right. Uh, this wasn't a radio hit, but this is definitely one of my favorite tracks on this joint. Mm-hmm. But Get Right, dope-ass song. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Funniest shit. I just think it's a good song. But again, not a radio hit, but definitely a good song. So yeah. definitely check out, if, even if you don't listen to the whole album. Yeah, nah, that, that, that was, um honestly, again, I think this is probably one of the more uh, dated sounding beats. And I know that's kind of like a battle for, you know, most what speed sounds the most dated. But... <laughs> This is definitely one of them. The little... Yes. Anything with them little... Bing, the little... Bing, yeah. Bing, bing, that bing. shit bleeds out early 2000s. <laughs> like shit. And it's fucking nuts. But nah, that joint is tough. I fuck with that joint. It definitely has the like party kind of vibe to it. I yeah. could definitely hear this played in multiple house parties in 2002. Oh, like shit. So I don't doubt it was. So um, that joint is tough. For another song that I fuck with, and I know we're going in order right now for... Even though we said we we're gonna kind of say what we liked and we yeah. didn't like, but that just goes to show, I mean, you know, this album is a good album. Yeah. So we are gonna go with uh, um, um, one day, which I fuck with on this joint. This was a more one of the more like lighter, uh, a little slower, guess, slower yeah. like lower energy type of song. Definitely an introspective kind of song. Yep. 
And I liked it. You know, I, I think it was a good switch of pace from damn near everything else was kind of like a high pace yeah, kind exactly. of song. So I feel like it was placed well in there to kind of switch things up a bit. Yeah, it definitely was uh, well placed. It's like you said, it's reflective, very, um, re- very reflective on what's going on. I love the message of the chorus. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's like it's just really trying to motivate younger people, which I feel like is a dope thing because not a lot of in that time frame, I don't feel like a lot of niggas were really trying to mo- motivate you. Right. It was really trying to give you the club bangers or the, the real world gangster gangster shit and that was yeah. about it so like that was kind of like it was a, it was a really good change up from how rappers were doing their thing in, in the 2000s no I, I, I agree <laughs> I, again like you said the message was dope and I, again, I, I just feel like it was placed perfectly because then after that you go into a lot of like the female kind of songs like the yeah. songs so I fuck with one day dope message yeah it's dope song alright I'm gonna go ahead and jump on and go to number 8 uh, right now and later on I've always loved this joke. Right now, you gonna like me, but I, I like I don't feel like not a lot of people really give this song too much due. But I think that the beat on this joke still rocks like shit. It's a Timberland beat, which I know you are not uh, a fan nope. of. I mean, dog, I'm gonna be real with you. I, I, every beat on this joint sounds like a Timberland beat. <laughs> every I just mesh everything from that era. How dare you? I'm, I, dog, <laughs> forgive me, Timberland, but your, your beats get no respect from me. But again, like this song is another just funny ass shit, and I got, I will always fuck with a rapper that can make me laugh. That's one of the main reasons that I even started fucking with Two Chains at all, because Two yeah. Chains is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, um, but now right now later on number eight, that was a dope ass joint too. Nah, I agree. I agree. Um, one of the, the next song that I fuck with is number eleven. Can't deny it. Again, everybody knows that joint. Everybody knows the hook of that joint. This is probably again one of the more recognizable. I think this is the recognizable joint from yeah, this joint because this is. I think this is the first single. Was it the Pro- first single? And that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like this is definitely one of the more popular uh, singles. From, oh yeah, from all the joints. Everybody knows the, uh, the motherfucking uh, the hook on the joint. Um, and it, it's a dope song. It's a dope song. I feel like that's something I can still rock to today. Even though I feel like it does still have like the older sounding beat. But it just rocks. It's, it, it rocks, and I fuck with the whole joint. No, I definitely agree with you. And yes, it was the, the lead single of the album. So I'm guessing probably the biggest song out of it. Yeah, yeah, for real. And of course, the uncomparable Nate Dogg is the yeah, uh, definitely, singing definitely. the hook on that joint. Yo, no, who, I mean, dog, who, who, who could do that hook better? Though? I'm trying Nobody. to Nobody. That <laughs> was like four. There's certain uh, hooks that like, you really cannot hear anybody else doing. At and all. I, and I, or, or not just hooks, but just songs in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that just goes to show... And you know, a true artist that like yo separates himself from everybody else. Like, I agree. Got their own voice and shit. All right, now my next choice. I'm gonna go back to number nine, "Take You Home" featuring Lil, uh, Lil Mo. I love the beat of this joint, and Fab kills each and every verse. They're honestly the re- I, I feel like they've had so many hits together just because they're a great team. Like mm. you can, I'll, like I said, I'm gonna show you the fucking hits that they've had on this jump. Like, or, or not on this jump, but like in total. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they have a song together, it's just it ended up being a hit. Shit, they ended up opening. I told you they ended up opening the um, the one big ass, the first big ass concert I went to, where Jay Z and Fifty Cent mm, were the headliners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Fabulous and Lil Mo opened that up, opened that joint up. So I guess they had so many songs together that they they just, have at least like four, maybe huh, five that were like hits that were hits. Oh shit, like, I may be wrong about five, but I want to say at least four. Because I feel like at that time, right, that was like, would you say that that's kind of like when that started kind of like being a thing? 
Or was it or was it kind of going on beforehand? It was definitely more of a thing in the 2000s for R&B and rappers to like be together. Mesh. Yeah. Whether the R&B person is just singing the hook and then has like a little bridge or whether yeah. the the rapper has has a quick verse on the on the singer's yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. So like it definitely started in the 90s but it wasn't something that really became mainstream until like the late 90s 2000s. Yo, that just made me think, right? Like I feel like that doesn't happen too often, uh, or at least it doesn't sound. It doesn't the same. because the R and B singers are not complete R and B singers anymore. A lot of them, yeah, and right. all the rappers are trying to be R and B singers. So, what the hell do you need an R and B singer on your joint when you're just gonna auto tune your shit and sing it anyway? Yeah, you're fucking right. <laughs> That's why I'm always bitching, like, yo, there's all these people out here who are legit vocalists. If you're a fucking rapper, stop trying to sing, fucking rap, and get a motherfucker that's actually talented to come and make a good sounding song so that all your shit doesn't end up sounding auto-tuned that you, so that you sound like the next 50 motherfuckers that are behind you. Cause it's like, I've heard a couple of motherfuckers recently that are really good and I like their shit, but I can never pick them out of a group because mm. they all sound like the next 30 motherfuckers. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And I never thought about that shit, but that definitely would be a reason to not uh, have like an R&B singer, like a singer or something on your song. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't have the same feel. Because I feel like there was a feel to like, like up to a certain point, you could almost count like on a couple, maybe like a couple hands, like the amount of like uh, R&B rap collabs that like were really like popular and shit. Yeah. But now it's like every rap song is almost like R&B collab. It really is. So I mean, and I... I I blame Drake a lot for that, but I also blame other niggas. So you know, but we're not gonna get into that because no, that's no. that's a whole another podcast we can do. Nah, definitely. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, one of the next songs that I fucked with was number fourteen, "The Bad Guy." Mm-hmm. I think dope ass song. I like the intro on the drum, which I'm curious to know if if how they got him to say "fabulous." You know, the intro with, with Tony Montana yeah. saying, "Oh, you know." So uh, uh, fabulous doesn't whatever like he pretty much he he plugged in fabulous's name into the the line of the movie. Yeah, he Some, probably had somebody who could like sound like his voice or something, and that's like what I'm thinking, just say the line or some shit. I don't know, dog, because it sounded exactly like uh, Al Pacino did in the movie. But it nonetheless, really did, but at that point, I don't think he'd have been friends with Al Pacino or yeah, yeah, had the right. money to get you're Al Pacino. Right. Yeah, you're right. Some shit you're right. You're right. I didn't think about that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, this joint is fucking dope. I think it's. Dope ass song in general. I think Fab Cody. I like the beat on this one too. The beat is dope as hell. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's still completely lyrical song. Slower track. Love that Scarface intro, like you said. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, it's it's a legit song. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna go back to Get Smart number ten. Mm-hmm. That joint. The beat again. Just we already know. You already know what the fuck I'm saying. But the chorus is smart and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, just about getting head. But it's like, how how can I make this a more entertaining way to talk about this? You talk about getting good grades in class and da da da. da. And he got the the, the bitch at the for, at the uh, beginning of the song, telling like, "Yo, I don't fuck with you in Spanish." Mm-hmm. So yeah, nah. But he had really, on that joint. He had like multiple bitches, like just. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 that is true. Multiple bitches helping him out with different things. That's so, like, true. That's yeah, true. Okay. Uh, but yeah, nah, that joint is a, is a great song, hilarious song. Um, it, it took me a while to think right and I'm sure it went over way more people's heads back then even more so than it did mine uh-huh. but like the whole get smart uh-huh. like I just he switched that for getting brain exactly or, getting head I was just like, okay okay getting head or whatever but I mean okay. it, it was a very good what do you call it a double entendre <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely at the time but now I feel like it's like okay we, we get what you're yeah we get what you're saying nigga. Chill we out. get what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that, that joint's definitely tough though Facts. I fuck with that joint 
All right, and um, let me see. Any other tracks that you wanted to talk about? Um, oh, number fifteen, gotta be thug. Uh-huh. I love the beat on that joint. Honestly, probably one of my favorite beats on this joint. Sounds like something the locks would do, honestly. Like yeah, no, song. it did, it did, it did. There was actually a couple of drums on here that sounded like they were gonna be that. Like for example, not to go back, but like the the, uh, the beginning of Get Right. Yeah. Like that sounds like almost like a warning siren. Yeah, yeah, but it just I don't know, but like I I felt like it was gonna be another beat or like another song that I had heard, but that kind of sounded like it it could be a locks thing as well. Yeah, true. But nah, this joint is definitely tough joint. I fuck with the hook on this joint. It it, it was dope song. And I will actually go ahead with the last one that I like as number sixteen, which is actually the last track on there. If they want it. If they wanted cowards, get it. They still wonder how I did. That was that was my shit. I used to love that joint. I think this is a great way to end this album because it shows. This still shows that he can hit hard and be very versatile with his lyrics, which he's always been able to do. Right. But like, even though this is kind of a corny sounding track now, not tra- uh, like a beat. Melody. I want to say the beat, yeah, and the in the in the in the melody also. But at the same time, like I feel like it was a great way to end this album. Again, super lyrical, but the, and the beat was hard enough to actually sustain, like, okay, bam, this is the end of the album, this is what the fuck I give you, right. bam, here it is. So, I think that that was a great way for Fab to end the album, in my opinion. I agree. I'll fuck with the too. Alright. Alright, so, your final thoughts, sir. What are your final thoughts on this album? I'm, I'm well, excited to hear what you have to say. Alright, so this is what I'm going to say, y'all. Definitely, if you haven't already, check this joint out, Ghetto Fabulous, by my man Fab. Yeah. As I was saying uh, to you before the show started, uh, or, well, as we already stated also, most of these beats are very dated as fuck sounding, right? Uh But as I was saying before the uh, podcast started, that just, to me, speaks more on the versatility of Fab. Uh Just over the years, being able to adapt to what's, like, popping, like, the beat. Because obviously, uh, a beat from today sounds completely different from anything on this one. Yeah. And Fab is still out here making relevant music, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I feel like he deserves his credit for that. 20 years in the game, and you could say that, like, he's probably one of the more relevant people still of that, you know, age group, uh-huh. or I guess of that time in rap. So, um, yeah, I feel like that, that alone just speaks on uh, his longevity and just overall just able to adapt. But, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought this is, I thought this was, um, a really good album. Like I said, a lot of the beats sounded a little bit older, but Fab killed it. I feel like, um, you know, he showed a lot of his, you know, gangster shit that I didn't know he had, to be honest, because all I knew was like a lot of like the singles and, uh, the, the Neo, uh, collabs and shit like that. <laughs> that was like, that was like the first I had heard of Fab and I just thought he was kind of like a, a fun party kind of rapper. I never really had heard his gangster shit, but, but, uh, but ride for this and keeping the gangster, that's my shit. So. Yeah, no, Fab, Fab had a, had a, a good time with the gangster shit. He can he can bring the gangster shit. He can bring yeah. the kind of more lovey dovey type shit. But uh, but no, nah, he's very he's he can switch it up a lot, and that's one of the things that I fuck hard about him the most. I again, like you said, this um, besides the sounding of the beats, I think that like the lyrics on the album just kind of like they really do hold up over time for real. I agree. Well, that's about it for real. <laughs> I, 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 man, I agree. And again. To answer the question that we, I don't think we've answered in a long time, in a long, long time. Yes. No, this album does not hold up over time. Hold up over time, mm-hmm. beat wise, lyrically is definitely there. Yep. With one hundred percent, I feel like I put this up with anything lyrically wise today. 
But yeah, overall beat wise, nah, it's just it's not cutting it, man. Like, nah, nah. And, and again, like kudos to Fab for adapting with the times, not trying to do that old head shit where you know he's still trying to, you know, keep that shit alive. At least real and and, and realistically expect to be relative. Uh, exactly. Relevant, you know what I mean? Exactly. So shout to Fab, man. Shout I fuck with this shit. All right. Um, what do you give it out of ten, sir? What is right. your score for the Fab for Ghetto Fabulous? Out of ten, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Okay. I liked a lot of what I heard. Definitely sounds like that era of, you know, mid to... Yeah, definitely early or late 90s, early 2000s uh-huh. New York rap. Definitely has that sound. But I feel like it's important to listen to a little bit of that from time to time. You know what I mean? Yeah. See where, of, see where it's evolved. Yep, absolutely. So definitely, y'all. Uh, and, you know, like I said, it's, it's good to do with an artist like Fab. He does a lot of, like... Um, He'll give you the gangster shit and the rapping shit, but still have like the fun with it. You know, a lot of people complain about, you know, old school hip hop sound like sounding boring or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like Fab does a good mix of both. So very true. So for that reason alone, if you haven't checked this joint out, check it out. Eight out of ten, ghetto fabulous. Alright, and for me, I'm gonna go ahead and give it an eight point five out of ten. And honestly, the real if if I was still eighteen year old Cooper when this album came out. There you go. I definitely would have gave this joint a 10 out of 10. Facts. Like, that's what it would have been. Because this is one of the albums I used to rock the absolute most back in the day. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, right now, like, I have to take off that little point and a half for the, uh, for the infraction of the, the ancient beats. Like, for real. Like, that's oh, the yeah. only, the first, this is the very first thing I, I went, because I, I haven't listened to this album in a while. And I used to listen to it a lot. But when I went back and listened to it for the purposes of doing this review, I was just like, Jesus Christ, this shit sounds so ridiculously old. Yeah. Like, like it almost makes you laugh like that this was popping at some point. You know I know, I mean? right? It's like, I mean, it's not to say that the songs are bad, but it's just the beats just sound like wildly old. I'm right? telling you. It's, just, again, it's it, amazing how production has come across. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the great things about hip hop. Like, yeah. The production, like back in the day, some some little simple shit would have sounded major and just so great. But nowadays, it's just like, damn, I can't believe that this is what we used to really yeah. fuck with and think yeah. was the pinnacle of some shit. Yeah. And now we have such different shit. So yeah, nah, that's, a fact. that's the only thing that that brings a score down for me. But yeah, definitely eight point five out of ten. I, I fucks with it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. And uh, this week, do you have an album suggestion, sir? I do. So I'm gonna go with. This is a young rapper from uh, from the UK. Uh, my man put me on to him. I had never really heard of him until recently. Okay. Uh, just so you know, he's definitely a mumble rapper. Huh. But um, check it out. Give it a sh- give it a chance. My man uh, Lancey Foe, I believe is how you pronounce his name, Lancey Foe, and the album is called Friend or Foe. So definitely check that joint out. Um, Creative. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm kind of not not the biggest fan of the name, but. I fuck with the album. I've been listening to it. There's a couple songs on here that I like. So definitely check out my man, Lancey Foe. Friendful. All right, but And I'm going to have to go with Fat Joe, Don Cartagena. Okay. Uh, this joint came out... When did it come out? It came out September 1st, 1998. I believe that's pronounced Cartagena, but... Cartagena. 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 I'm, not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, you know. Uh, but uh, that is like we mistaken for. I don't even gonna say that. <laughs> but on here you got uh, niggas like basically everybody who was in the Terror Squad at that point. Uh, plus Lazy Bone and Crazy Bone are featured on the song Good Times. You've got Noriega, Nori featuring are uh, featured on Misery Needs Company. 
Uh, you've also got blah 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 blah. Jada Kiss, Raekwon, and Nas on John Blaze, which is one of the most illest songs from that time frame. I'm telling you, that song is so fucking vicious. Even Charlie Baltimore is on here. Diddy is on the song Cartagena. So, and then of course Big Pun and Prospect of the Terror Squad are on the song Triplets. And of course the entire Terror Squad is on the song Betcha Man Can't uh, Triz, uh, which is number ten. So like this album, it just has hits on it. Like if you go back and listen to it, you'll be like damn i'm i'm pretty sure i've heard this somewhere before because like most a lot of these songs are are just fucking songs that they've been around for so long but like i feel like fat joe was never one of those people that was really really highly regarded unless you were really 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 into hip-hop back in the day Mm. because fat joe was really good when he hooked up with pun he got even better yeah so it was just like but if you're not really of that time frame, because Fat Joe came out a long time ago. His first album came out in 1995. That's and I a, feel like people don't know that. that. That's another artist that I feel like, um, longevity-wise, he's, he's kept yeah. up and he's changed it up. And he's just, it's crazy. He's definitely changed it up, but he, he always finds a formula. I figure like every, every not every year, but like maybe every two to three years, Fat Joe comes out with a song and it smashes. Yeah. It just kills everything. Like Remy came out all the way up, boom, yeah, for damn near no. two years, all the way up. That that joint was crazy. That was like one of the biggest songs of the year. Um, it was probably, facts. Probably like if you really want to talk about it, right? Probably biggest song, one of the biggest songs of the decade. I would agree. And then now you got yes with Unwell and uh, Cardi B. Yeah, that joint is yeah. killing it right yeah. now. So yeah, I mean Fat Joe has the ability to do it. So like, go ahead and check out some of his older shit. Definitely, I feel like you'll get a whole new respect for him. Uh, Fat Joe, Don Cartagena, or Don Cartagena. Don Cartagena. Yes. <laughs> All right, anybody, anything else you want to tell the folks out here today? Man, thank you for rocking with us. You know, y'all already know. Uh, check us out everywhere with my man Cool about to tell y'all because yeah. I can't tell y'all because I'm a little mad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, thank you for, for being patient with the album reviews. Yes. Uh, we've definitely failed you on that, but we we delivering, though. We're getting our shit together. We're getting our shit together. Together. Right? So, definitely thank you for rocking with us, man. Um, and we got more album reviews coming your way. Definitely stay tuned for that as well. Yerp, yerp. Now, I want to give a shout out to a couple of places out here in the world that has given us a lot of love. Right now, we've got, of course, the Canada and the United Kingdom always keeping straight with us. But, yo, Peru, number four of the biggest listens in the last month. We we, we appreciate it like shit. Uh, South Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, Germany, Sweden, Australia, Brazil, Argentina, Russia, Kenya, Saudi Arabia, Jamaica, Wangguan, Wangguan, massive. Yeah. Everybody, Haiti, fucking Sapase, what's going on, everybody? Angola, like, okay. We always appreciate everybody who listens to us. Please share with a friend, and you know, if if they are hip hop minded, they might fall in love with us too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what? Even if they're not, just subscribe to it on this shit. Basically, basically. And have and there's nothing like randomly finding some shit that you actually like. I'm telling you. So I'm trying to tell you. I mean, you already know they're gonna like it. I'm saying. If you like it, they're gonna like it. Yeah. So subscribe to this shit. They don't know that they need it, but you know that they need exactly. it. Exactly. So be a good friend and give them what the fuck they need. Right? Exactly. Now, y'all know that y'all can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. You can find us for your listening pleasure at SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartMedia, Speaker, Stitcher. And now, and now, Spotify, nigga. Oh, you can find us on Spotify, <laughs> yo. <laughs> 
We out here. Podcast game strong. Okay, Spotify check it out. Family strong. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, let me see. You can find us on Facebook by searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. And honestly, like I told you, niggas last week, you can Google us, baby. And you oh, we gonna be on there. Probably the first thing that you do. You know what I'm saying? You know the logo. You know what do? You know what we do? We out here. It's yeah, life, we live. Let's do it. But to everybody across the world listening to us again and again and again and again, we love you. But we out this motherfucker. Peace. Peace.